Welcome to another episode of the Next Woman Up podcast. Carly, do you want to talk about how you had a very eventful evening last night? <laughs> yes. So, um, Sarah and I and a couple other friends last night went out for our other friend Sarah's birthday. Sarah's just a very <laughs> popular name in our friend group, apparently. Um, and we went out and outdoor bar, and there's DJ there. But let me tell you, he was not doing a great job but i have a way with djs like i just built i'm like chill with them away or you verbally assaulted him which one is so nice listen tim dog and i tim dog so he introduced himself to me as tim dog tim dog and i were on a very nice first name basis i was very i was like bro come on and i told him like this is not the vibe you gotta you gotta change this um so that was that was fine um he 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 didn't get it he was older though. Yeah, yeah. He played some good hits at the end to round off the night. Yeah, like let me like you know save this evening. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. But um, I know it was a fun. It was a fun time. We made some new friends, had some <laughs> drinks. It was a good time. Yeah, there was a random guy that was popping to all our pictures, and I really and we were all this is hysterical. So what jersey was he wearing? Who Philip Rivers jersey? Oh, that's, that's right. why I was calling him Phil because he was wearing Phil Rivers' jersey. I thought the man's name was Phil. Everyone did. And then I told him, <laughs> and they were like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. You know. So, we made some friends, we made some enemies, but that's what it, that's what it is. That's what it's about, really, really. That, yeah. Especially when you're from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but in other big news, way bigger than this, Carly. Way, way bigger, way bigger than Tim Dog, the DJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I my Super Bowl ring came today in the mail. Let's finally. go! That's amazing. Um, I cried. Um, it's beautiful. It came in this beautiful case. When you open it, the ring starts rotating and lights shine on it, like little oh spotlights. It's incredible. But now, um, like, whenever you get proposed to, like, it's not going to be as special. Well, that's what I told my boyfriend. <laughs> well, right after the Super Bowl, because I brought him with me. Yeah. Um, I said, you'll never be able to top this ring. But it's true, though. It's just not going to be the same. There's I feel no bad. way. As the ring, everything you ever imagined. Yeah, it's crazy. I just can't believe, like, I have a Super Bowl name. Like, bring it. It says my name on it. That's the yeah. When I saw your last name, I was like, "Oh my!" That's like, what I started, does it. It's it hits so different. Yeah, so it's super exciting. I just like I actually can't believe it. Like I I knew I was gonna cry, but like like mm-hmm. tears just started coming on because it's just something I've wanted since I was a little girl, and I the know. fact that I've accomplished it and like accomplished it's crazy to me that I like not to sound like arrogant. Like that's not what I'm trying to sound like, but the fact that like I'm 25 and accomplished it. That's what I was saying the other day. I'm like, this is like, you know, right out of college, you know? It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. So, crazy. yeah, it's incredible. And again, I'm so happy it's finally in my possession. Yeah. <laughs> Got to take good care of it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So, with that, um, let's get into this episode, shall we? Yeah, starting it off with some MLB updates, which is, I know, a little off-brand for us, guys. <laughs> but but it is it is baseball season is in full swing. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about it. Um, speaking of Tampa Bay, obviously, Carly, I know that 
Tampa Bay will always have a place in your heart. And right now they're absolutely killing it. Um, yeah, they're, the they're doing well um, in yeah. the division along with the Yankees, um, who are also playing very well when it counts. Um, and they had a great series against the Red Sox, of course, their rival, and they are continuing to win when it matters most. And the Rays as well are in a good spot going into September. Um, dominant teams at the moment are the Giants and the Dodgers. Um, not surprising hearing the Dodgers in that top group there. Um, and then, you know, I think um, a lot of movement still going on in the NL East. Last week, we had Dylan Campbell on to talk all things baseball, and he hit on, you know, what goes on in the NL East and how it's, uh, like, often anyone's division. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you guys, like, want a full deep dive into baseball, um, it's still pretty current. Listen to last week's episode with Dylan called Place Your Bets. Highly recommend. <laughs> but can we just take, like, a second to just appreciate – it's funny because I spent a lot of time talking about vets in the NBA and, and what those vets meant to their teams, respective teams this season. So for the Giants, you know, that main headline is Brandon Belt, Buster Posey, and Brandon Crawford coming together. They've been teammates – on the infield for almost a decade and now they're in their mid-30s leading this you know crazy run to another potential championship and it kind of reminds me of like just what people were saying about the Lakers like these guys being in their mid-30s and you know making the run like shout out to all the vets and all the leagues this year like really just killing it yeah absolutely I totally agree with that and it's like nice to see you know vets coming together leading the team you know being those role models for maybe the young guys on the team who have never been in that position before right uh, we do love to see that. Yeah. So talking about some young guys, let's talk about our rookie QBs in the NFL. This is getting me excited and also kind of sad because I, I love college football and I was sad to see them leave. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Well, it'll just, it just welcomes like a whole new class though. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So these rookie QBs have been suiting up for the first time in the preseason. Um, let's start off by talking about Trey Lance. Uh, so he's with the 49ers. He's off to a pretty solid start, but I'm pretty sure that my boy Jimmy G is likely to get the start for week one, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah. Jalen's had some pretty good week two stats. Um, he threw for 102 yards and two TDs. Um, he had one interception, but, you know, it's just definitely a learning curve when you suit up in the NFL. He's also coming from um, a lower-level school out of um, – North Dakota State, of course, they produce a lot of talent, but it's not at the same level that these other guys come from, you know, the SEC type schools. Um, he's still missing some of those easy throws, but you can definitely see his physical talent. Um, that definitely shows up when he makes the more difficult and athletic throws. I think he's just going to need some time to adjust because, like I said, there's a big adjustment from coming from a program like North Dakota State to then, you know, suiting up in the NFL. Um, but I'm really excited to see what he's he's going to do, although he may replace my man, Jimmy G. <laughs> but that's what happens in this league. <laughs> right. Um, next, we'll talk about Zach Wilson, who is supposed to be the savior for the New York Jets. <laughs> yeah, I like this one. He looks really good, although also at the same time looking like a middle schooler. <laughs> he looks like he's 10. It's crazy. I know. And, like, all, all these, like, 
middle-aged like new yorkers are like putting their heart and soul into, into a this kid, guy man. that looks 12 no, i know and they just the jets are um actually bringing back um, matt cavanaugh who's getting a lot of hype he's getting he was hired as a senior offensive assistant and it's a second stand with the jets he was a quarterback's coach from 2009 to 2012 which was the first four years um during mark sanchez's period oh, so there no. people are thinking that that kind of guidance is going to be really helpful for him and obviously you know the coaching staff always makes a difference to these young guys yeah absolutely and you know zach wilson has been you know doing well his preseason stats are coming through well although you know stats in the preseason don't really mean much but he's also been looking the part yeah. um, and that's what's important Right. Next, um, Trevor Lawrence, uh, number one pick in this draft by the, the best hair Jaguars. in this draft. The most, the best flow. Um, yeah, by far. Yeah, it's so shiny. <laughs> it's so... Anyway, he has been confirmed as the starter for week one over Gardner Minshew, which I was kind of expecting to happen, although Lawrence has been struggling a bit through this preseason. Um. I do not think that Urban Meyer has been calling plays that put him in the best situations. I think he's been very conservative. I don't think he's been running the ball enough, which like with a young quarterback, like you, you know, you should be running the ball, kind of getting that offense going because, you know, Lawrence, as good as he was in college, as good as he is, he still needs Mm -hmm. time to adjust. But do you like, are you feeling optimistic? Because I've read a lot of people just lowering their expectations and kind of like, wavering on him honestly for who urban meyer or trevor lawrence? no for trevor lawrence like i'm just seeing like a lot of negatives i mean it's very difficult for a player when they come in with so much hype yeah because that's so true. you expect them to be like the best thing ever like the next tom brady especially for a quarterback it's very difficult and like the minute they show like any signs of not being that unbelievable player that they were in college, like, doubters come out. But, like, you have to realize, like, it's a different game. Like, you're lining up against, you know, so, like, let's say the best guy you lined up against, well, now there's, you know, five or six of them on one defense. Um, Yeah. I just think it's crazy because Myers, you know, he's never coached at the NFL level, so that's kind of scary. Yeah. So it's a – you know, I think for both coach and quarterback, it's going to take time and people yeah. need to understand that. Like you said, they're both NFL rookies. Exactly. Yeah, that's when pretty it comes crazy. down to it. Right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Justin Fields a little bit. Um, so he um, has gotten um, a lot of time on the field during these preseason games. Uh, he took a major hit in their preseason game against the Bills, like knocked out a true welcome to the NFL rookie hit. Because you know how you know how I feel about him. He has a special place in my heart no. because of Ohio. I like I love him. Yeah, well, he's okay. He's fine. But he it was really like, yeah, welcome to the NFL. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, so Fields will start in the Bears final preseason game, but I believe that Andy Dalton will be the week one starter with Fields as a backup. But like I'm excited mm-hmm. to to I'm looking forward to like what this battle could be between these quarterbacks because Fields had so much talent and Dalton so is crazy. Yeah. just like, you know, he's slightly above average in my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Fields can definitely overtake him for that starting spot in a few weeks. Yeah. And lastly, let's talk about Mac Jones with the Patriots. Um, he looked great 
<laughs> he mm-hmm. led them down the field with a really great drive. Like he looks very poised. Um, I think it's going to be a good place for him. Um, they haven't named a starter. I don't believe for week one, whether it's Cam Newton or Mac Jones. So we'll look out for that and see how that plays out. So we're hyping the Patriots now. That's, that's where we're at in life. No, I'm not hyping the Patriots. Stop it. I'm just, just making sure. I don't know if we, I, we sunk down to that point. No, no, please. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just acknowledging that Mac Jones looked good in a preseason game. <laughs> <laughs> and with all this, you know, success by these rookie quarterbacks, unfortunately, there's injury that comes along with it. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars running back suffered a season-ending foot injury. Etienne was the 25th overall pick in this year's draft out of Clemson. Hate to th- see these kind of stories where these rookies have – there's very high expectations for them, and I'm sure they have high expectations for themselves, and they come in and hurt before the season even starts with a season-ending injury. Yeah. It's just, like, so unfortunate to see, and I hate that. But, you know, hope uh, this happens to, like, a good amount of players, and in their second year they come back – you know, in good shape, and hopefully that will be his time. But that's a big headline coming out of Jaguars uh, preseason. Speaking of, like, comebacks, we need to talk about Elena Deladon for, like, a solid half hour. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she, like, she has not stepped foot on the court in forever. And then on Tuesday, um, by the way, just for context, me and Carly are recording this on Thursday, but on Tuesday they played against the Los Angeles Sparks, and she played for less than 17 minutes. She had 18 points on 5-for-9 shooting, 5 rebounds, and a 78-68 to win. And most of the numbers she had were in the first half of the game. The team led by 25 points up until the end of the third quarter. Everyone on Twitter was, like, so hype about it because this was such a highly anticipated return. Clearly she's one of the faces of the WNBA, I'd say. And one of the primary reasons people watch, you know what I mean? And just watching her, like I was watching one clip on Twitter specifically of her turnaround jumper. And it's just the mystics are lucky to have her. The WMB is lucky to have her. I enjoy watching her. Yeah, I totally agree. She's one of those, those, like you said, true faces of the WNBA. Um, And her being back on the court is huge. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, Next, um, we are going to talk about um, a little more basketball <laughs> news, but it's like something super fun. So, J.R. Smith <laughs> is officially a freshman <laughs> walk on to the North Carolina A&T men's golf team. Like, that's just been, like you're going, I like, imagine being that. on campus. What if he was in your class? Like, that's I just love. So everything about this there was like like someone asked him oh like how do you feel about homework and he was like well we'll have to see how I do with that because I'm not like a normal freshman like this whole thing is hysterical I also love that he was like you know what I'm gonna try another sport (laughs) um like it's like so great and also like Like, I love that he wants to finish his degree you know, he said he's been playing golf forever. He's a very talented golfer. And I just think it's – I mean, LeBron tweeted out that he was so proud of him and that he's his brother and, you know, kind of shout out that congratulations. But a lot of the um, the athletes around him seem to be so hyped for him, and I, I love this for him. Yeah. I 
yeah, I'm like very um Yeah. I just I love everything about this. Like I, I think it's hysterical. Like it I is. Would, I would love to like hear what other students have to say. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. I'll probably need a good amount of security around here on campus, I would think. I would think so, right? I guess so. I didn't even consider that. I mean like okay, um, what one of our one of our close friends, Emily, goes to Harvard Law School and um there are a number of famous people at Harvard Law School. One of them being um Obama's daughter was at Harvard oh, at the same right. time as Emily and you know, she had secret service, she had yeah. security, but they stayed like a distance so she could have like a normal life. You know what right. I mean? And at least yeah, like her friends wouldn't be like, Oh, who's that? Like why are people <laughs> following us? Yeah. Exactly. So it's like it just I don't know, I always think that's interesting when you're trying to like adjust on campus life and you have security around you. It's just so interesting. Absolutely. Um, we want to continue to talk about basketball. Um, this past week was Kobe Bryant's birthday and also what now is known as Mama Day 824. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a day to commemorate Kobe and his greatness. Um, so we want to touch on this a little bit, talk about some of our favorite memories, quotes, any stories, um, you know, just kind of reflect on a legend and what he meant to the sports world and still means to the sports world. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, and I mentioned this on our Instagram page, but he's my favorite athlete of all time. He's the reason why I started getting into basketball. And, um, you know, everyone wanted to be him. You know, as a kid, you would always, I have a Kobe jersey, and that's one of the first jerseys I ever got. But um, one of my favorite stories uh, that Kobe told on one of the talk shows was that a lot of people in the streets, you know, come up to him. They say he said that they were like, you know, don't you feel like you're missing out? Like you never had a son to carry on your legacy. And, you know, Gianna was with him when he people were saying that she was like, "Um, he has me like I'm right. Right. I will carry on his legacy. I love like I could listen. It gives me chills. Like when I hear it, I have chills right now. Because if you watch her, there's one video of her, and I'll never forget this video. I watch all the time. She's dribbling down the court, and she just has this insane, like, fadeaway. Like, her jumper is just exactly like Kobe's, and it, you're watching it, it it gives me chills, like, to watch her yeah. jumper. It's just like Kobe's, and I just love their relationship. So, like, I obviously have memories of him, you know, in the fourth quarter when it comes down to it, hitting those game winners, the banners. That that all means a lot to me as a fan, but it doesn't compare to the way I feel when he talks about his family and his daughter. His daughters, the way he was as a father, I think. And, you know, now it's like this iconic phrase because of the story that was told about him after his passing, mm-hmm. the iconic phrase, girl dad. And I yes. think as daughters, the relation, that daughters who love sports and have, like love sports with our dads like that hits us somewhere like so special so the and what he did for his daughters what he did for women's sports oh yeah is incredible and like that means so much to us um yeah i do want to read um sports center posted this poem um it's like an I don't know, it's like a kid who wrote this and I like loved it. It's like a four line poem, um, but it's so great. Um, and it like shows that like even kids who were like, who have, who didn't even see Kobe play. Yeah. Like, or like aren't old enough. Like he's his influence and like he lives on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to read the poem for our listeners. 
because okay. uh, I just loved it so much. I know it is really touching. It's really yeah. amazing. So I'm at half court. I look at the board. Two seconds left. Am I gonna score? I look at the basket. I look at me. I pull back my arm and yell, "Kobe." I love it, and that's so relatable to all of us as kids playing. Like that's all right. how we felt. And like our generation is that generation when we exactly. shoot a basketball. When we shoot anything, when we shoot a piece of paper into a wastebasket. Kobe. Yeah. That was like right? really like that's a thing like our like the the this generation now it's just like a little different like I even talk to like my younger cousins and I and they talk about the players they like and for them it's like I hear that like LeBron and Durant you know like those are the names I hear a lot yeah but like for our generation like it was Kobe like he was everything yeah and I remember um, like after his passing someone said like the way we continue to keep up his legacy is we keep doing that every time we shoot a basket yeah we yell his name like that will like keep his you know yeah him alive like you know so it's it's like it's just he's been like such an incredible figure in sports and like he will continue to be for um, sure yeah so we want to talk about our topic for the episode which is fantasy sports so a lot of people have been doing their fantasy football drafts this year, and that's, like, the biggest fantasy sport right now. Um, I have a lot to say. I don't know how Sarah feels about fantasy sports, but I have a lot to say. <laughs> Wait, I want to know. Okay, but I want to know if you do the whole, like, uh, formal draft when you walk into the room in, like, the fancy clothes. Like, do you do all of that? I don't participate in fantasy football. Oh, I thought you did. Honestly, no. Really... No, 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 I don't. I did it one year with okay. the scouting department in the 2019 season at the Bucks. We all did it together, and I came oh, wow. in second. It was my first time Ooh. playing. It was, like, my first time playing fantasy football ever. Well, I almost came in first, but Jameis screwed me that week and, like, didn't put up as many points, and I lost. Stop, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Jameis, how could you do that to me? Well, are you going <laughs> to hold it against him? Yes. <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent that's so funny so no i have a lot to say but i want to hear what you have to say about fantasy sports because like, like i will I... go on and on <laughs> okay so one i've only participated in fantasy football once two i participated in fantasy basketball more than i have with football and i liked basketball but the one thing i liked more about football is like you're doing it once a week but ba- fantasy basketball mm-hmm. i don't like as much because it's, so it's hard much. To, it's so hard to keep up with like every day i'm like oh my god yeah like, and I'm i feel like on it. that's probably how it is with like baseball and hockey oh, i can't even i can't even imagine doing so many baseball. games but like i mean like i'm not obsessed with it like some people are literally obsessed but like I, right I, I think it's fun but i'm not obsessed with it yeah, and, like, that's how I feel. Like, I have a few reasons where I, like, just can't stand it because of certain people that are like that. Like, uh, I really have a problem when people care more about their fantasy team than their than real their team. And they always do. That really bothers me. I'm like, and you like... are not loyal to your real team, clearly. And they're, like, checking the injury updates for all their, like, individual players. Yeah, their, like, I, team I have been, oh, I have been at a Giants game, right? And the there's a like two seats next to us that are season ticket holders we don't really talk to them um but it's like so a guy our age usually comes with like someone else um i don't like his mom his dad whatever his girlfriend i don't know he the guy is on his phone the entire game oh my god checking his fantasy you are at a giants game in person yeah that's how obsessed people get it's really funny that to me no like why are you here 
Wait, but you know what I like about okay, this is the one thing I do like about it. I like when and like some of the guys at the NBA did this, but instead of trying to compete for money, like you ever see like those hilarious bets on Twitter where like if you mm-hmm. lose, you have to if you're like coming last place, you have to do something crazy. Right. I like, like kind of get a into dress that. or something. Like yeah. the guy has to wear a dress somewhere or whatever. Like that that is funny. Yeah, or like wear um, your least favorite football team's jersey for a month. A big one like is like you have to take the SAT where like the rest of your team gets to hang out and like tailgate in the parking lot where you're That's- taking it. That's so funny. I really like that. That's hysterical. So, like, I, and then also with people who are like very obsessed with their fantasy team, they get mad when a player gets hurt. Yo, that's so true. That pisses me off. Like, that really pisses me off. I know. People get like a little too into it. Like, I remember this was like years ago. David Johnson got hurt, the running back. Um, And he literally had to address it in a press conference. Like, in a press conference, like, saying, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, like, saying, this is ridiculous. But what bothers me the most is that, I mean, I don't know about other sports, but I think particularly football, it's putting the integrity of the game at risk because people are only caring about uh, big plays and scoring plays. That's it. No one cares about the drive anymore that led to that scoring play. It's just, this is why it's like the rise of red zone and why red zone has become so popular because they, it's all about those big plays, those scoring plays. And that's what people care about. No one seems to appreciate it anymore. A full drive. Like sometimes the most significant play of the drive was not a scoring play. was not a big play. Like, for example, it could be a third and three and like a running back has like given his heart and soul to get those three yards push the pile to get that extra half a yard to get that right down to keep that drive going and no one cares about it like that really bothers me i didn't realize you were so anti-fantasy until oh i am so because of that mostly because it's like changing what people care about in the game when it's like the most when it, like for example a drive like that where a run happens like that the no the most significant play mm-hmm. may not necessarily be the score it might have been something back in the middle yeah. of the drive that kept the drive alive but That's people true. are turning blind to that because all they care about is red zone you know what I think is interesting about fantasy I didn't know because I never really like was into fantasy football but like so on offense obviously you're drafting individual players and on defense. You have, like, you a whole team defense. defense, which I always found, like, really weird. I'm, like, we're relying on one whole team. Like, I just don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, I guess it's the way they just structure it because, like, defenses, like, individuals don't really score points. Like, I guess the only way you'd do that is, like, like for, like, I guess, like, sacks and interceptions. or But it's, like, I guess you could, like, award points for, like, X number of tackles yeah mm. but like yeah okay i know okay but carly i know you're not into it but at some point maybe in the next episode i would like to hear your takes on some like fantasy picks that you think are, are ideal okay Just, i'm down like, for that like, give I, give people a cheat sheet like help i them do out a like giving people some fantasy advice if they're on my good side that's what i'm saying right like, i i'm in for that i do like the whole draft process like i think building the team is fun yeah um but i don't really like what it's turned into after that um but it's so funny people who have not talked to me in years 
mm-hmm. will like randomly reach out to me when it's getting close to like fantasy draft time for football. <laughs> Wait, that's and like not even be like, "Hi, how are you?" Was like, "So, what do you think of this guy?" And I say, "Is this her fantasy?" They go, "Yeah." I go, "I'm not helping you." I go, I don't, "We don't talk anymore." Like, at least say, "Hi, how's it going?" How are you? Yeah, that's so like, weird. Butter me up a little bit. <laughs> That's a really weird way to do things, like, socially. It's really awkward. I know. I know. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. I don't care enough about you and your fantasy team to, like, <laughs> invest effort in this. Sorry. Um, also. Maybe like, if you slip me a few dollars. We'll see what, what I P- can do. Okay. This is not extortion. Like, to be clear, she's not trying to bribe you guys. So don't. This is not bribery. Don't don't get it confused. <laughs> she's like, tell our listeners, like, maybe if you slide me some money, but no. Um, <laughs> just not, that's just not it. Did you know that today was Women's Equality Day? I did briefly. I did see some things about that, but it's a big day for women, yeah. obviously. We're celebrating, um, well, I guess our strides to become more equal because I wouldn't say we're there yet. No, for definitely not. But like, <laughs> is there a person? I guess, like, is there one name that comes to mind that you think of on this day? Mm. Yeah, I have it right now in my head. It just popped in. Who is it? Billie Jean King. Interesting. Explain. Um, Well, she is so, like, monumental in tennis and in sports. Um, She Uh was, like, she broke so many barriers. Um. She's one of the most celebrated tennis players in history. Like, yeah. she's literally dedicated her life to breaking barriers on and off the court. Um, and, like, one of the – and, like, I'm not a tennis person, but, like, her efforts in the sports world have, right. like, led to what we are, have accomplished now. Um, like, she – so one of the most talked about tennis matches was she – defeated a guy named Bobby Riggs in what they called the battle of the sexes. Like she played a man in tennis and it was a turning point for women athletics. It proved that skill is not dependent on gender. She's such a badass. Like, yes. And it's like, she was like, you know what? I'm going to show that how, like, I'm going to show it right on this tent, like this tennis court. Um, And she's always spearheaded. Like, women having equal prize money and equal treatment in sports um and she's like not all and then like that just kept rolling into like you know all these efforts now for equality um in the sports world and then you know even outside sports yeah for sure you know for me it's interesting because two names come to mind traditionally my mind would my mind always goes to serena williams just because Mm -hmm. like i admire her grit her representation as a mother as an athlete but yes this is gonna be not i wouldn't say shocking but maybe a name that i guess people would like kind of maybe forgot about but when um arike agumbawale when she was playing in college like i was really 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 fascinated with her like ncaa tournament heroics and the way like i don't know if you remember this but you remember like she hit that game winner to go to the championship and then kobe was like you know, you're not finished yet. Like, you still have to, you know, win the championship. Yeah. And then she hit another game winner to, like, win the championship, like, for UConn. And I just thought that was, like, absolutely wild. And, like, just watching her play, like, and I, you know how, like, a lot of guys on Instagram are just so negative about women's basketball? They yes. just always have these negative comments that say, right. like, she just, like, shut everyone up. Like, she, you know what I mean? Like, she, yeah. 
that that's what gets me. And and excuse me, guys, I didn't mean to say UConn. They beat UConn, but she plays for Notre Dame, obviously. But like mm-hmm. she, I just feel like watching that run and watching her performance, like she played like Kobe, and she like attracted the the attention of the entire NBA world. I thought it was crazy. Right, and that's literally like she's like I'm just gonna level the playing field right here by showing what I can what I'm right. capable of so like I just really like her I think that performance yeah. is like my most memorable for like a women's and athlete I, I think we could just keep naming women and that's like <laughs> what's so incredible about like women in sports I mean women outside of sports too but like like I think women in sports are so inspirational to us um and just like the idea of breaking barriers we we're seeing it every day now I mean there's there's 16 teams in the NFL with female coaches on them this yeah. season and I think that's absolutely incredible no for sure it's, it's, and it's you know so- this year like we had the first woman interview for an NBA head coach job like that's incredible we had like recently you know like in the past year year and a half Kim Ng becoming the first general manager, female general, general manager in baseball. Like, shit is happening. <laughs> no, I know. And it feels so good because, like, for once, instead of being like, oh, like, I hope we can get there. It's like, and even, like, Carly, just even, like, you know, you accomplishing what you did. And, and I, I don't know if you remember this, Carly. This this happened. So, for context, guys, when Carly first got the job um, as an assistant scout for the Bucks, there was a writer on ESPN and that writer wrote an article about Carly you know getting a suspicion and I'll never forget I sent a screenshot of the article to Carly because the article had said something to the effect of and correct me if I'm wrong Carly it was like even though she's a girl yeah they were so impressed and I, was I like, remember um, that and like I screenshot it and I don't think the writer just to be clear I'm not insulting the writer I don't sure. think she had any bad intentions but just reading that I was like this is a problem this is like really right. like our rhetoric our rhetoric it's around so women breaking barriers in sports needs to change like it was literally like even though she was the only woman to interview like yeah. she impressed them and I was like yeah right like, right like, we need matter. to learn to change the rhetoric and that's important we'll, we'll get there but like that is definitely something that like you said it's very crucial yeah, I'll just and, never, never forget that, honestly. Yeah, and leading into equality someday. Yeah, uh, you know, one can only hope. But. So, happy Women's Equality Day. For sure. It's a, it's not just a regular Thursday. It's a special one. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, we're going to wrap up here. This was a fun episode. I'm glad I got to vent about, you know, my fantasy football. <laughs> um, you wanted to get it out. I really yeah. do. Every opportunity I have to talk about it, I do. Like, people ask me, like, why don't you ever play fantasy? And I go, well, <laughs> let me tell you why. But okay, but let's focus on, like, stay tuned for our next episode where she's going to give an awesome cheat sheet to all our listeners on how to how to kill it in fantasy. Guys. Yeah, so hold off your drafts if you can, people. Yeah. And all the tips are coming. From a professional. Like, you know, she did this for a living, guys. So, you know, you might want to take some notes. Yeah, exactly. And if you want <laughs> me to like assist you with your actual draft, that's gonna, um, you know, you may need to bribe me a little bit. Just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, let's just let's let's go and try not to threaten anybody today. Okay? Oh, I know. I I got it out on Tim Dog last night for his <laughs> for his bad music taste. Anyway, um, but I think uh, our friend wrote a nice Google review for him, so we're covered. <laughs> all right guys Uh, we will see you next week happy women's equality day bye guys bye